102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 535. And the Alban Brothers with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Mostly sunny and a high of 56 tonight. Maybe a little bit of rain, but then that's going to end and you'll have decreasing clouds with a low at 27 tomorrow. Pretty nice, sunny, but a little bit cooler. High of only 43. It's about 24 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian Pat Oates is going to be in the studio after 8 o'clock today. It's been a long time since Pat has been here. He'll be with us a little bit later on. Make sure you're listening for that. And there's more. So much more. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Yeah! No <laughs> Rock 102, yeah. Springfield's classic rock. It's 551 and Bad Company. Oh, Back to Nagel and Rock 102. Good thing I didn't say that bad word I was going to say. Yeah, good thing. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. When uh, John Favreau got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in February, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. christened it with a piece of chewed gum. Wow. That's, Guess what? That's a little bit more fancy than the... Uh Champagne on the bow. Well, uh, the gum is now on eBay with a starting bid of fifty-five thousand Canadian dollars. That's like forty thousand U.S. dollars. Uh, is it legit? Who knows? The seller claims to have attended the ceremony and scooped the gum up right from the star. The seller says, "Quote: I'm selling it in the same condition I got it, and it can be tested for his DNA." Of course. <sighs> You know, that would depend on whether Mr. Downey wants to give you a sample of his DNA to compare it with. Yeah. Um, am I crazy or is that a lot for a stick of gum? That's a lot for... That's outrageous. How much for this stick of gum? 59 cents. That's That's outrageous. outrageous. Uh, But yeah, little things like that. I wouldn't want somebody else's chewed gum as a memento. Yeah, you know, listen, I, I'm all good with, like, baseball cards or, like, an old ticket stub from a concert you went to. Yeah. But something has been chewed in somebody's mouth. Now, I'm all set with that. Yeah, I know. I, I, don't, I don't want to get your diseases and bacteria away from me. Yeah, it's been in that dude's mouth. You don't I, know where that. what else has been in that mouth. I mean, it's Robert Downey Jr. His mouth has probably been many, many, many places. Yeah. Think about that. Uh, here's a little uh, quiz for you. Who said, even when I was 21, lube was just part of the conversation? Mick Jagger. No. Uh, it's either Madonna, Stormy Daniels, Neil Patrick Harris, Charlie Sheen, Christina Aguilera, or Emily Ratajkowski. Which one of those people you said, when I was 21, lube was just part of the conversation? I can't imagine it's not Emily Ratajkowski. It's not her. It's Christina Aguilera. No kidding. uh, Co-founder and chief wellness advisor of Playground, a company specializing in personal lubricants. She adds, as early as that was for me in my career, I've always loved talking about sex. And we always talked about lube. Hmm. You think you know the girl. think you know the girl. Yeah, I know. Uh, A genie in a bottle. I didn't know had uh, topics about lube. Well, what do you think was in the bottle? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm your KY in the bottle. 
Uh, let's see. Keanu Reeves uh, says only 380 words in John Wick Chapter 4. The director says, quote, Mr. Reeves uh, uh, stripped out roughly half the dialogue written for his character in the initial script. Yeah, you do realize he only knows 350 Th- words. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, did he cut it down because he thought it would be better art, or did he cut it down because he can't remember all those lines? It's a lot for a guy like that to recall. You know, I always, want, like, I always wondered how those actors remember so many so much stuff. You're yeah. doing that like every day for 12 hours a day for what, three, four months probably when you're filming something? Yeah. Even longer than that, depending on what movie it is. You hear uh, the stories of uh, like Marlon Brando? Marlon Brando couldn't remember lines to save his soul. So what he would do is he would have like cue cards like all over the place. There's actually pictures of it. Like, oh. you know, like, uh, like Robert Duvall in a, in a suit jacket. It's got a whole cue card of, of Marlon Brando's dialogue. Really? And he's just reading it and just looking like he, like it's conversational. Oh, that's why in, uh, in a Streetcar Named Desire, he held up that, he reached into his pocket and pulled out a post-it note and said, hey, Stella! That's right. That's he had exact- to remember who he was, whose name he was yelling. That's exactly what happened. But poor Keanu Reeves. Uh, the X-Files is getting a reboot, courtesy of Black Panther director Ryan Coogler. X-Files creator Chris Carter says, quote, he's got his work cut out for him because we covered so much territory. Oh, and it's... Uh, it's sad that this will upset some people, but Carter also says the new version will have a, quote, diverse cast. Who's that upsetting? <clears throat> I don't know. There are no other details yet. In addition to Black Panther movies, Coogler also directed Fruitville Station and Creed. He also produced two other Creed movies, plus Judas and the Black Messiah and Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh, that's the one that he's going to get the award for. Yeah. Space Jam, The New Legacy. What a resume on this guy. Uh, Kelly Ripa has been doing live for 22 years. Can you imagine that? Really? Yeah. It's been that long? And she makes around $20 million a year, but she didn't always have that kind of stroke she has now. In fact, when she started as Regis's co-host, she didn't even have her own office. It took them four years to clean out a janitor's closet and put a desk in it so she could have a place to put her things. Is she still in that janitor's closet? Uh, I think she has a little bit bigger one now. She's now in the... uh, the towel uh, closet, the bathroom. Twenty-two pantry. years already! Yeah. Wow, unbelievable. Uh, and it, it, she also didn't have her own bathroom for several years. She said she had to use the same one as the two hundred and fifty audience members. She says I have to host the show, and I'm still waiting in line to use the bathroom. Really? You couldn't say I'm the host of the show. I can't uh, use a bathroom somewhere else in this building. Well, you and I have been here for a long time together, and look at the bathroom facilities we got. Yes, but we have uh, places we can go in this building where you can have privacy. I suppose. She says, quote, had I known how difficult it would have been, I don't know that I would have gone for it. I just think my ignorance in that situation wound up being my blessing and my superpower. I didn't have an easy time. Things are a lot better now. Uh, Kelly knew well in advance when Ryan Seacrest decided to leave, and they're still really close, so it's all good. And it was ABC's idea to replace him with Kelly's husband, Mark Consuelos. Hey, uh, you want to work with your husband every single day? And they go home and talk about what you did? How was your day? See, I would would have to go home and do separate things. I would think you have to. Because we spent all that time together this morning. Uh, Billy Joel's Allentown doesn't exactly celebrate Allentown, Pennsylvania, since it's about a steel mill closing and devastating the area. And 40 years later, some residents are tired of it. They include uh, Allentown Mayor Matt Turek, who was only seven when the song came out. He says, quote, it's so wrong. It's like 
I don't know how I felt in 1982, but it doesn't feel like that now. Like, I honestly have a hard time, and it's getting hard to stay. Like, it's not hard to stay. It's hard to leave Allentown. It's hard to listen to the song, too. What are you talking about? That's a Billy Joel classic. Mm, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And uh, Kim Kardashian showed up at the beach in a tight pink bikini. Really? Mm-hmm. She just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had anything this tight and pink was when Ray J dug the grapefruit out with his tonsil tapper in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. And uh, Caitlin? You ever dig the grapefruit out? No. No. Pulp flies, baby. I'm sure it does. Caitlin? Well, we continued our movie extravaganza week. Uh, last night, we uh, continued with A Rear and Pleasant Danger. <laughs> then we went on to uh, I Know What You Did Up the Bummer. <laughs> I don't know that one. That was, uh, what's her name? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, we finished off with Lawrence of Alabia, because that's... Uh, <laughs> You gotta finish with a classic. Oh, that is a yeah, classic. Yeah. What a what a cinematic delight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash at Rock 102. Ah! With Scott's four step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I suppose on paper I'm doing pretty good financially. Sure, I have loads of personal debt and obligations, and sure there are some days when I'm living paycheck to paycheck, barely making enough to get by. But at the end of the day, there's food on my table, and my utility bills are being paid largely in full. And although I'm not exactly the jealous sort, you know, the kind that obsessively is fueled by insurmountable envy, I cannot help but notice that compared to some, I'm making jack squat. For example, yesterday Forbes magazine, which I can no longer afford, released a story about who will be the highest paid players this year in baseball. The list not only includes contractual obligations, it also includes endorsement deals as well. You know, such as Rocky's Ace Hardware, Dunkin' Donuts, and FanDuel. Topping the list this year in 2023 is Shohei Otani from the Los Angeles Angels. According to Forbes, Otani will be making $30 million from his one-year contract extension with the team, but he's also making an additional $35 million in endorsements this year, too. That's a grand total of $65 million. That's $5.7 million more than the guy who came in second place, met pitcher Max Scherzer, who's only going to rake in $59.3 million this season. So how does this break down in the real world? Well, based upon my rock-solid calculations, uh, his bi- the, uh, based upon a bi-weekly standard of 23 regular paychecks, including endorsements, that means that Shohei Otani will draw an estimated $2,826,086 per paycheck. That works out to approximately $1.4 million per week. And if we're basing his paycheck on a 40-hour work week schedule, this guy's about to make $35,326 per hour. Now, I don't know about you, but I would have to be dropping product names and doing endorsements every 3.6 seconds to come anywhere near to this guy financially. And even that's a flimsy estimate. And while I'm not going to sit here and consume myself with envy and spite, I am going to have to get cracking on some of these endorsements. And having said that, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Four steps to a healthy lawn. Go to Rocky's. Get Scott's four step. Apply in early spring, late spring, midsummer, and fall. It's almost time for one step right now. And Scott's four step happens to be only a hundred bucks right now at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 612 and Rush 
with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. Uh, pretty cold for Fenway Park. Yeah, it's gonna be a little. Uh, it's, gonna it's gonna be a little windy there with uh, coming with the breeze coming off the uh, the harbor there. Yeah, I would uh, strongly suggest a coat, gloves, <laughs> flask of schnapps, ice skates, all the things that were required at Fenway on April or uh, March what thirty first. Yeah, and if you if you want to like set like a trash receptacle on fire just to to warm up, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Well, too bad it's not a celebration, like a, a World Series game where a, a car would be overturned and uh, something would blow up shortly after the game. So I could, you know, <laughs> well, it warm is yourself open, up It there. is opening day and you are in a, in a special situation. Uh, now that we're on the topic of uh, sports, you remember back in like September or October, there was these two uh, idiots who cheated at a fishing contest? I vaguely remember the story, yeah. Yeah, here's the uh, story. Two men accused of stuffing fish with lead weights and fish fillets, not like the ones from McDonald's. Like, you can't shove that in there. They were actual raw fish fillet. I see. That they put in there. In an attempt to win thousands of dollars in an Ohio fishing tournament last fall, pleaded guilty Monday to charges including cheating. The cheating allegations surfaced in September when Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament Director Jason Fisher... His name is Fisher, Fisher, and he's the director of the fishing club? What are the odds of that? Uh, he became suspicious when the fish turned in by Jacob Runyon of Broadview Heights, Ohio, and Chase Kaminsky of Her- Hermitage, Pennsylvania, were significantly heavier than typical walleye. A crowd of people at Gordon Park in Cleveland watched as Fisher cut the walleye open and found weights and walleye fillets stuffed inside. I remember watching this video, and the guy's like, un-effing believable, and he's like pulling out all these giant, like, egg-sized <laughs> lead weights. Which I'm sure the fish ate at the bottom of the of the ocean. Well, it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fisherman. I mean, I've fished before, but I'm sure there's some sort of, like, guideline to how much a walleye weighs you know like like a typical walleye an yeah. average one so if you come in with one that you know let's say the typical walleye and i'm just saying this for numbers wise i don't know about fishing right let's say a typical walleye is like four pounds well yours comes in at 10 pounds because you stuffed it with weights oh yeah see got the biggest one blew everybody away like how would you not think you were going to get caught doing that well you know um what I'm kind of surprised by, and I've always been uh, surprised by, is uh, re- you had to cheat at this right. of all the things you could cheat at. First of all, well, they're splitting. They at, when they won, they split a check for thirteen thousand right. so dollars. It's not like anyone's really break. It's a nice prize, but it's not breaking the bank. No one's going to quit their job over something like that. No, but how that's unfair to the other people who are participating in the contest. Of course it is. And it's also like they this wasn't the only one they were accused of cheating at. There was another one that they another tournament they did back like in April of last year. Yeah, uh, court records said that Runyon and Kaminsky were investigated near Toledo in the spring of 2022 after being accused of cheating in a different walleye tournament. According to police, though, a prosecutor concluded that although the men may have cheated, there was not enough evidence to charge them. So they they've been on the uh, they've been suspect of doing this before, and right. they figured, well, hey, if we got away with it before, we can do it again. As part of a plea deal, Running and Kaminsky pleaded guilty to cheating and unlawful ownership of wild animals, and agreed to a three-year suspension of their fishing licenses. Kaminsky uh, Kaminsky also agreed to give up his bass boat worth one hundred thousand dollars. 
Look at a hundred thousand dollar boat. Okay, well then I take that back. You got to pay for it somehow. Yeah, I'm telling you, if you start cheating fishing contests, that's how you get the money to buy a hundred thousand dollar boat. Prosecutors agreed to drop attempted grand theft and possessing criminal tools charges. Both men are scheduled to be sentenced on May 11th. Now they recommend a sentence of six months probation. And uh, we'll later ask for an expungement of their convictions convictions if they successfully complete their probation. So they're not going to jail. but Yeah, but you, if you tell a fisherman that he's going to lose his license and his fishing boat, you might as well throw him in prison. Yeah. He's got nothing else to live for you at that point. you got nothing else left. You ever uh, know someone who's like uh, really into fishing? Like really into fishing? Yes. You ever tried talking to them about any other topic? No. You can't. You, you can't. know why? Because the only thing they want to talk about is fishing. You know, Bob Kester was like that. Yeah, but Bob had... Uh, he had other things he, going yeah, he, on. He had a lot, of, a variety of other interests. Mm-hmm. Some of them were even more interesting in the, in the fishing. But you wouldn't just sit there and talk to him all day about fishing, because even he would get bored with that. Some of these guys, though, mm-mm, that's, they can't have any conversation about anything else but how they caught once caught a three-and-a-half-pound walleye, which, yeah. by the way, is a substantially large walleye. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like the substantially large portion. Mm-hmm. Did you really think that, oh, hey, these guys are expert fishermen. Not only did they win that one in the spring in Toledo, but they're going to win the one here. That's when they said, you know what, get that knife and give me that fish. <laughs> I want to see what's inside of that thing. Why? How come this magnet is sticking to this fish? Yeah, it's uh these these get but but twenty eight thousand dollars in prizes for winning the tournament. You know, you said thirteen. What'd you say, thirteen thousand a piece yeah. or something like that? That's not a bad take from a day of fishing. But how do you, you? But how do you even live with yourself, knowing that you cheated at a fishing contest? Well, think about it though. How many other people do things? If you get away with it, yeah, you're not going to think there's anything wrong with it. You're like, hey, you know what? These idiots are falling for it, and I'm uh, stuffing fish fillets in all these fishing contests. I'm the king fisher. <laughs> and they're laughing all the way yeah. to their $1,000, $100,000 boat. And that's the other thing, the $100,000 boat. You have to give that up. Now, I don't, know me, I don't know what that means when the court tells you you have to give up an asset of yours. Does that mean you get to keep the proceeds of the sale, or do you have to? Like, is it seized by the government and you have to give it to them? Or is it just held until after the three years? Yeah. Like you can't, no, it's, you can't it's, use it, it. It said they were take possession. Well, wait a minute. He'd have to give up his bass boat. I don't know what that means. They're like, probably forced to sell it. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's uh, <clears throat> now you're going to have a guy who can't fish, got $100,000 in his yeah. pocket and nothing to do. Did you ever, did you ever see the original video with these two guys in it? Uh, no. Oh, well, I'll have I'll have to show you off the air. But it's like it's like the guy is is cutting open the fish and just reaching in and pulling out these giant lead weights. <laughs> it's like how did you not know that you weren't going to get caught doing that? I don't understand. You got too cocky. Yeah. Well, yeah. again, um, what kind of person does this for a fishing contest? I mean, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I can understand like you know cheating at the uh, Pinewood Derby, yeah. or you know maybe uh, maybe in a three-legged race, you know that at a county fair. But that, I mean, honestly, fishing derby and you're waiting to fish down with with weights and and fish fillets. You know what? 
that Pinewood Derby thing, I'm glad you brought that up because there was a kid whose dad did one of those embedded weights in the front of those things, yeah. and he got disqualified because he was trying to hide it. See, that's weird because when I – I'm not going to brag, but many, many years ago, uh, my father built mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> built two winning Pinewood Derby cars in back-to-back years. Really? Oh, yeah, I had nothing to do with it. But uh, well, my dad did it. Now, he did have weights you know, underneath the uh, the chassis of, of the vehicle. Yeah. But back then, that was allowed. You could do that. Right. Because, I mean, it, he, it wasn't like he was hiding it. Anyone could just pick up the car and see the uh, the big giant uh, wad of well, lead. Well, yeah, but it had to be under a certain weight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But we also graphited the hell out of the wheels. Oh. And there you go. It's all about weight distribution and how much graphite? Wow! Yeah, look at you. Oh, yeah. Your dad was a cheater. Oh, before no. cheating came along. No, he was a skilled craftsman. Oh, when is it that came, what he was? Yes. When it came to pine, when it came to pine wood and making it into a car, the man was a genius. You know what? I'm glad I have girls because I would have never have survived that pine wood derby. That kid would have been going to the pine wood derby with just the block. And the wheels just oh. kind of pushed on the top on the side of it, going, and then with a little paint going. Go, Jimmy. See, this you know. is, I, I agree, because if, if my son <laughs> were to say, Dad, tell me about how you won the Pinewood Derby two years in a row, and can you help me work out this block of wood yeah, to did, do the same? Dad, do you have a band saw in the basement? I have a band yeah. uh, instrument. <laughs> uh, I don't have any, and I have a saw. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can we put those two together and make this Pinewood Derby happen? I mean, the, the only thing I could do would be to call my dad and say, hey, you're not going to believe this, but uh, my kid wants to enter a car into the Pinewood Derby. Uh, and my dad would say, you know I'm blind, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I would be uh, up the crick. Well, can he? wasn't he so skilled as a woodsman, uh, as a you know, a skilled carpenter? Uh, he was skilled enough yeah. to make magic that, in a Pinewood Derby. That, that he can now orally, A-U-R-A-L, yeah, uh, right. hear, the, hear the saw as he's turning the cuts on the Pinewood Derby uh, car. Perhaps, perhaps. But yeah. my dad did a lot of research yeah. you know, back then. Talked to other winners and you know, really, <laughs> really went deep into it. And when I say I had nothing to do with the, the building of this car, my job was just to hold the can of spray paint. I painted the car. I think I put a, a decal on it, and that was about it. Oh, look at you. Yeah. See? Yeah. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Your your dad didn't cheat. He just did enough He followed to win. all the rules. Yeah. And then some. And see, that's the problem. That's you it. You follow the rules, and that's how you win. 623 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 628 and Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be sunny today with a high of 54. Uh, tomorrow, sunny and a high of 42. It is uh, 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Comedian Pat Oates is going to be here after 8 o'clock. We have not had him in the studio in apparently years. Uh, I, yeah, it's been since 2019 he was last in here. I I almost find that hard to imagine, but you know, with three years of COVID, I guess that's... I guess that's right. I, yeah, I guess so. Unbelievable. Um, well, uh, we try to reconnect with all the people that we've lost touch with over the years. <laughs> Remember all those people that said they would never come back on the show again? Yeah. Indignantly, indignantly they threw their hat on the floor and said, I'm never coming back here. You know what? Somebody even tripped on an olive branch this morning as they were walking by the studio. <laughs> 
Hey, do you want to laugh? I do. All right, here we go. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. You know, you've heard of a Debbie Downer, right? I have. What's the opposite of a Debbie Downer? I don't know. What's the opposite of a Debbie Downer? A Bethamphetamine. <laughs> yeah, you get it? A Bethamphetamine. <laughs> oh, wait. I was yeah, yeah, it's okay. To, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. supposed to do that. Oh, now. Yeah, yeah, now. now. Bax and Nagel in the morning. 32. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Crews are working to put out a house fire uh, at 81 Fairview Avenue in West Springfield this morning. The West Springfield Fire Department uh, arrived at a three-story family home with six apartments inside. All of the residents inside the home were able to make it out safely, but they said they were woken up by a glow and the sound of an explosion of a car. Fire crews were working to put out that fire in the attic uh, and uh, the 22 News crew could see broken windows and smoke pouring out. Really? It was crazy! The uh, No word currently on the cause of the fire or if there were any injuries, uh, and the 22 News uh, crew will sit there and inhale the smoke and tell you later what's going on. <laughs> ah, I'm seeing all kinds of things now! Now, got, that I'm bo- now that I'm smoke blind, I, I can a, see it all. I got a little bit of a wheeze now. <sighs> oh, my God. You're not going to believe what I saw. <sighs> I was sitting there smoking in all the fumes from a house fire. It was crazy. My friend and I got so high. It was cool. Again, I appreciate that kind of journalism. Yeah, yeah. Cutting the oxygen off to your brain. That's kind of like how most of the journalism is done over there. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, yeah. usually hired based on that. A hey, uh, fire was reported at Evergreen Manor Apartments in Westfield yesterday. That uh, Actually, no, today. The fire was reported around 2 a.m. At Evergreen Manor Apartments, it was uh, took in the administrative building. Oh, somebody didn't. Somebody's lease was up. You're trying to burn it. No word on yet on any injuries or the cause of the fire. And, uh, of course, the 22 News crew will be sitting out there as well. I don't know how they have all these employees to sit there and follow up on all these stories. Uh, and uh, taking a serious note here, a, third, a 13-year-old boy has been identified as the victim of a car crash that hit a home on Montgomery Street on Saturday morning. The Hamden DA's office has identified the victim as 13-year-old Devante Bird of, of Holyoke, Chicopee police conducted a traffic stop around 2.43 a.m. on Saturday after witnessing the vehicle traveling at a high rate of speed on Broadway Street. As that officer approached the vehicle, the car drove off towards Montgomery Street. The officer lost sight of the vehicle but later observed the vehicle crashed into a home on Montgomery Street. The vehicle then quickly caught fire which spread to the home. Four people were inside the vehicle, ages 19, 18, 17, and 13. Three of the passengers were removed from the vehicle and taken to Bay State for their injuries. Crews were unable to rescue Bird before the fire got out of control. Joe Lucia, a resident of the house, was hit by the vehicle. At the time it crashed into his home, Lucia was taken to Bay State with serious injuries. All other individuals inside the home were able to safely get out before the fire destroyed the building. A GoFundMe has been created to help Lucia pay for the recovery, uh, his recovery, and his home. Uh, three people have been arrested after fleeing from a motor vehicle stop in Fall River and dragging a Mass State Police trooper. Around 12.30 a.m. on Tuesday, a MSP trooper pulled over a 2011 Black Honda Accord at Pleasant and 17th Streets in Fall River. For a motor vehicle violation, the driver, 27-year-old Keisho Resto, Kayesh Resto Alejandro of New Bedford, said she did not have her license on her and that the vehicle belonged to someone else. A young adult male was in the passenger seat. The trooper told them he was having the vehicle towed and they should call someone to pick them up. 
A short time later, a silver uh, Hyundai arrived and a woman identified as Maria Melendez Rivera of New Bedford exited the vehicle and approached the trooper. The trooper confirmed she was the registered owner of the Accord he had stopped. Upon further investigation, the trooper determined that the male passenger in the Accord was 22-year-old Stephen Melendez uh, of New Bedford and son of Maria Melendez Rivera. Are you following along with all the players in this story? Uh, it's very hard to keep track of it all. He has uh, outsta- three outstanding warrants uh, issued out of uh, New Bedford District Court, including one in connection with the shooting. When the trooper attempted to take Stephen Melendez into custody, he broke free and ran into the Hyundai where his uh, both his mother and the female driver of the Accord were sitting. The trooper ran up to the Hyundai and began to pull Melendez out of the vehicle. His mother drove off at a high rate of speed. Oh, boy. The trooper then held on to Melendez, who was kicking and pushing the trooper while the Hyundai accelerated. After being dragged about a block, the trooper disengaged from the suspect and fell on the pavement as the Hyundai sped away. He radioed the Dartmouth barracks to inform what happened. He was treated for injuries at St. Luke Hospital and returned to work. For the rest of his shift, shortly what? after 4 a.m. I got news for you. If I'm being dragged for a whole you know for a whole block, I'm taking the rest of the day. Good job on that guy. You know, uh, this is a terrible story, and uh, and and no good was ever uh, created out of something like this. But uh, think about how much easier this would have been had they not tried running away, had they not tried, had they not succeeded in dragging a state trooper mm-hmm. for a whole city block. Imagine, I mean, they would have been in trouble. Don't get me wrong. But imagine how much more in trouble they are now that this has happened. Well, had the kid with the warrants not showed up to rescue yes. the other person or friend or whoever it is of the mom, yeah, this is day one of the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. If you're showing up to a court appearance, do not bring any of your criminally indicted friends <laughs> with you. <laughs> Do not do that. But it, but if they must show yeah, up, make yeah. sure they're all on their best behavior. Yes, yes. I don't know. It's anyway. like you're digging a hole, and then by the end of the day, you dug yourself an even deeper hole. They uh, At approximately 12.15 p.m. on Tuesday, troopers located and stopped a motor vehicle driven by Maria Melendez Rivera on Route 195 in Westport. She was then arrested and charged with uh, mul- uh, multiple charges. Uh, troopers, I'm trying to see if there's any more to this. Yeah, they, they they arrested the guys and they 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 put them all in jail. But the um the trooper going back to work? Oh my god, that, I would never do that. I wouldn't if I stub my toe here. I'm done for the day. Yeah. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going back for more. I wonder if like the other troopers respect you or they're just being like, "All right, you big show off. You're supposed to take the rest of the shift off, possibly even the week." I don't know. I mean, I, I I have to believe there's some level of uh, you know machismo going on yeah. amongst the troops. Like if you know you didn't break a bone or something like that, yeah, yeah, you get back to work. Yeah, because all the guys, you know, what? Yeah, what are you? What are you? Some kind of you some sort of Sally? You can't get back to work. Hey, hey, some lady dragged me a block with her car, and I'm back here buying you Starbucks at six o'clock in the morning. Who's the real trooper here, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, what'd you st- what What department did you start in uh, Mass State Police? Uh, recruiting? Yeah, because they wanted to show you that anybody can get into this organization. 
Uh. Ah, the well-known Chinese restaurant Debbie Wong and Ware announced Monday they are closed until further notice. What happened? The restaurant posted on its social media page Monday stating, Sorry to our loyal customers. We are closed until further notice. According to a sign posted on the front door of the business, the property has been seized for non-payment of taxes and is now property of the state. Well, how are they supposed to know they're supposed to pay the taxes? They're property of the state. Uh, why don't you throw Maura Healy an apron and uh, go back there and uh, start chopping up some of that bok choy? There's a uh, there's a picture on 22's uh, website. Mm-hmm. They show the front door. And it says, you know, closed. Please call again. But yeah. right on top of it, it's a big orange sign that says seized. Yeah, seized. Man, what a you, there's no getting around that. Uh, according to the Department of Revenue, the owners of the restaurant owe approximately $68,273 to the state. The department lists any individuals or businesses that owe more than $25,000 to the com- Commonwealth. According to the affidavit, the business has received several notices from the Commissioner of Revenue in 2021, 2022, 2023 about paying their taxes. So it's not like they weren't forewarned. But, you know, I can't blame a business owner with all the closures and everything like that and all the modifications everybody had to do in the last three years oh i know it's not easy and some people might not just been of good at navigating it as others or maybe there's there wasn't enough kind of uh i don't know uh help to be put out to these i know but that uh you know that's you're limiting your choices and where day after day. I'm telling you, the best Chinese place around here is that uh, golden peacock. And that's not a euphemism for something else. I told you that story, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, right. Why, that's why I said it to you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that golden peacock over here at the Five Town Plaza. Yeah, I know. Hands down, the best Chinese food around. Awful good. It's like, uh, it's like a party going on inside of your... Uh, your your taste buds. Now, we went in there a few months ago. Probably need to go back. And, you know, it's like, uh, all right, so it may not have, be much, you know, as far as ambience goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's the kind of Chinese restaurant you want. But remember They're we, focused on the food rather than the decor. See, remember we listened to that guy on TikTok who said uh, this is how you, he was, a, he, was a, he was an, uh, an Asian man. And he was describing how you pick Chinese restaurants based on their Yelp ratings. Yeah. And he's like... You always want the ones with the three stars because most people go into a place going, oh, it's about the service and the and the decor. Mm-mm. You can't base that on that. No. Uh, when you're talking about Chinese food. Chinese food is good, but it might not have the best setting behind it, but it's still uh, it's still delicious. Those golden fried shrimp balls they have over there. You like a good shrimp ball. Yeah, and I don't know how they scrape them off the shrimp, but uh, it's they're delicious. I can't imagine the shrimp just stand there and wait for it. You know, that's like a coming-of-age thing in the shrimp world. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be a real yeah. man shrimp until you've been scraped off. Yeah, until, you're, until you're, your shrimp balls have been scraped off and uh, served up uh, by a large man to eat. In Springfield, Massachusetts someday. Take me, he says. Take me. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Everyone has a pro- Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 651. And Elton John with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be today 
I will tell you. Sunny with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Pat Kelly and the Rockwell 2 Road Crew are going to be uh, with Coors Light and Miller Light at Tap Sports Bar at MGM Springfield on Saturday from 6 until 8 to watch the round of four games every day until April 16th. You can get $5 off the 50-ounce towers and the $10 off the 100-ounce tower of Coors Light and Miller Light. I didn't even realize they came in 100-ounce towers. Uh, well, yeah, but I think you have to have X amount of people to order that. Oh, really? I don't think you can order that just by yourself. Can't go solo on that? No. Uh, well. yeah. Either way, Pat's going to be there with the road crew. You get the chance to win some great prizes. It's Saturday at Tap Sports Bar, MGM Springfield from 6 until 8 with Pat, Coors Light, Miller Light, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, I was trying to uh, look at the story here about Justine Bateman. Yes. Have you seen her lately? I have. It's not uh, not quite what she used to be. No, she's aging like a right. 56-year-old woman's supposed to look. And she's okay with that. Why not? Why should she have like uh, plastic surgery to make her look you know, age inappropriate? Yeah, she had uh, recently sat down for an interview with uh, 60 Minutes. Bateman began by addressing critics of her look, saying, I just don't give an S. I, uh, I think I look rad. I think my face represents who I am. I like it. She went on to admit that in the past she's been tempted to try out things like Botox and filler in order to make herself look younger, but ultimately decided that her face is a reflection of life a life well lived. I uh, feel like I would erase not only all of my authority that I have now, but also I like feeling that I'm a different person now than I am when I was 20. I like uh, looking in the mirror and seeing that evidence. Yeah. How old is she now? She's in her 60s. No, she's not in her 60s. Is she really? Uh, let's see. Uh, I thought she was like more like my age. Oh, well, isn't that 60s? Shut up. Yeah. No. She's, she's 57. 57, then. Yeah. yeah that's well, what I thought. Which is close to being 60. It's a lot um, closer to being 60 than it is to uh, being 50. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So she, she's aged. You know, I mean, listen, yeah. I, I have more respect for that than someone who's, you know, doing all kinds of things to make them look uh, like, you know, oddly young. You see people who have had like plastic surgery. You it doesn't what? always look right. I, uh, it looks unnatural. I I have a hard time. Like, I notice it. Yeah. It, it, you can tell. You can tell that you're doing it. Of course you can. And uh, it doesn't look good. Like, that whole lip filler thing, like, what are you doing? You're putting plastic into your lips. Like, that's what you're doing. You're putting in a synthetic fluid yeah, I, I, into I, your body. I mean, if you had like a disfiguring accident or something like that, and, and needed plastic surgery, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm good. Good for you. But if you're just doing it, you have to. Have to you ever see someone with like an eye lift? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they look surprised uh, all like the all, time, like all day long. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't expect any yeah. of this. But the, like the 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 lip thing, and 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 the lip thing on like young people too. Like, yeah. This isn't like somebody you know, just people in their fifties and sixties doing to try to keep them look younger. Yeah. And, you this know, is, and, and you have to keep getting it done, otherwise it makes your your mouth look ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I, why would you do that to yourself? Just let yourself go naturally. Listen, good for Justine Bateman. She said, you know, there's no reason she has to, you know, uh, you fabricate herself. She's, yeah. she's true to herself. You got to respect that. I do. You know, uh, there's an old uh, hidden like gem from the family ties. There's a there's a Meredith Baxter, uh, Justine Bateman sex tape. After the show ended, they had this uh, they had this sex tape going on. None of that is true. Well, you can't see any of it because Michael J. Fox was the cameraman. <laughs> 
That's not true either. <laughs> it's like watching that Playboy channel when you were younger, trying to get channel between three and four just to see a boob. It's kind of like the same way it worked out. Yeah, it's a scrambled signal. Right. Hey, uh, next hour, we're going to uh, talk about uh, some uh, something that is amazing. A, uh, a local landmark has been sold. We'll tell you where it is, Uh-oh. what it is, and what they plan to do with it. Bondi's Island? No. They didn't sell that yet? Not yet. Can't imagine anyone doling out cash for that yet. Oh, the price is crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's 656 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, if I happen to have $6 billion burning a hole in my pocket, there would be all kinds of things that I would do with it. Perhaps I'd buy lunch. Maybe I'd get me a fishing boat. Maybe even buy myself a hoverboard. But buying an NFL, an NFL franchise... While it may not be the highest thing on my list, it's probably an outstanding financial investment. Get a load of this. Yesterday it was announced that two separate bidders have submitted offers to buy the Washington Commanders from the notorious and embattled douchebag owner Dan Snyder. Snyder, as you may recall, has been accused of all kinds of sleazy, scumbag, dirtball behavior over the years and will have to determine which one of these two bids he will accept. Both of them willing to pay him $6 billion. Yes, that is an awful lot of money. And it's probably a little more than any of us could come up uh, up with on our own. In fact, if it's accepted, it will become the largest sale of any NFL franchise in league history. Now, here's the interesting part. When Dan Snyder bought this team out in 1999 over the recently dead corpse of its previous owner, Jack Kent Cook, he was able to buy it for just $800 million. That's an appreciation of $5.7 billion over the course of just 24 years. Now, I'm no mathematical genius, but I don't own anything in my house that's increased in value seven and a half times. I don't even know if I got that math right. The fact of the matter is, Dan Snyder's getting a whole lot more out of the sale of this team than what he put into it. And frankly, he may need every penny just to defend himself in court. One thing is for sure, $6 billion is a hell of a lot of money. $6 billion would be the equivalent of giving approximately 18 bucks to every man, woman, and child in the United States. Unfortunately, there ain't nobody getting 18 bucks from anybody, especially from this scumbag. The question now is, whose $6 billion investment is better than the other? For me, I would have a tough time making that decision. Thankfully, I'm in no danger of having to do that anytime soon, so I think I'm off the hook. But hey, and if I'm my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I wouldn't know the difference between a drip leg or a float ball, but John in the plumbing department at the Liberty Street Rockies does know that stuff. See John for all things plumbing. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware, and they're always looking for one more. Apply now at Rockies.com. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Classic Rock at 709 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny uh, today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. And I told you a couple minutes ago that uh, you know a major Springfield institution has uh, has been sold. Now, yeah. I uh, 
without getting into uh, all of it here, I, I, I will tell you that it's almost hard to imagine that, uh, you know, what the city would be like yeah. if everything were just to evaporate. But before you think, well, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Just know everything is going to be okay. Okay. Ah. James Santanello of Longmeadow sold the Mardi Gras property, uh, Dwight and Worthington Streets, encompassing a full city block in the entertainment district. You want to be entertained. That is one great place for entertainment. Oh, absolutely. I've I've spent many a time in there. Of course you have. And have you ever not been entertained? I've always been entertained. It might not have been from the dancers, but I've always been entertained. Always something to entertain yourself. It's sold... For uh, three, uh, excuse me, two point three million dollars this week to a New York City investor. Now, I should tell you uh, that it was recorded at the Hannon County Register of Deeds, which all you know, property sales would be. But it does not include the three major tenants housed at uh, the Three Fifty Grill, Smoky Joe's Cigar Bar and Lounge, and the Mardi Gras Gentlemen's Club. Nor does it affect Chef Wayne uh, and his Cajun on the Go property right there in the parking lot mm-hmm. as of now all those tenants will remain for an undetermined amount of time that's according to the broker that helped uh, make this arrangement between uh, the owner of the property and uh, now the new owner the buyer zahur riaz from uh, jamaica queens so uh, just to clarify nobody's closing anything right now for an undetermined amount of time right so they might have to find a different location but that's to me. That's a very interesting way of putting it. They're there because they all have leases for an undetermined period of time. Well, what happens after the lease ends? Because well, do they stay or do they do other things? Apparently, they want to uh, develop this site long term into apartments, office, and retail. Now, I would have no problem living above the 350 grill. Because that surf and turf is delicious. Yeah, you know what? You drive yourself nuts every night smelling that stuff. Oh, I don't know. I've lived above restaurants before, and I've never had a problem with it. I used to live uh, above this guy. He was from, uh, oh, God. I can't it was from Zimbabwe. Out of right? town. Out of town. But he was uh, he was super, super nice guy. Mm-hmm. It was, he lived, uh, it was like a three-tiered apartment thing. He lived on the basement. I'm on the first, and then there was a lady that lived up above. And uh, this guy, he would cook these, like, amazing, like, African dishes that he would uh, bring. It was like salmon with mm. uh, some kind of, like, shallots on it and all this sure. stuff. Like, it was like, that was his meals every day he was, uh, he was eating. That was a good smell to have. You know, the guy would always be cooking something delicious. I don't know. Like, you don't, you don't want to tempt yourself. To, to have delicious steak being cooked below you at oh, the 350 grill every I, single day? I beg to defer. I would. I mean, I, that's, yeah. that's, that smell, that aroma. You ever, ever see that uh, that cartoon with, with Bugs Bunny where he's kind of like in this uh, like half sleep and, yeah. the, and the, the castle is flooding yep. and he's just kind of floating in, in air? That's how I would be going from my apartment upstairs to the 350 grill. Every single day. Every day. Oh, I'd be down there all the time. Yeah. All, all the time because that surf and turf is so freaking delicious. But, you know, for those who think, well, you know, we've already had one strip club a strip club blow up into smithereens. Yeah. Do we, are we in danger of losing one more? I would say well, no. If, uh, even if you were, 
it doesn't say like the it's not the business going out of business. It's just the the venue has yeah. changed, well, and if they change it into the apartments and all these things that you're talking about, then you'd have to find another place for that place to go. Now that's you, all. Now you know it's also a really good place. Hmm. Smoky Joe's is actually a really really cool cigar bar. I've never been in there. I've been in there a couple of times, and it's awesome. You know, they got a, you know, the big uh, humidor, you can buy the cigars and then you, you go up there and you can uh, smoke your cigars and, uh, you know, have uh, cocktails and it's beautifully ventilated. Like you would never, you would never know it's a cigar bar, Yeah, but you know, it's probably got a nice aroma to it too. It does, but it's not like a, like stinky cigars. It's no, like, but I, like that human, you know, when you go into like uh, the cigar room used to have that thing yeah. where you go in there and you could smell that humidor smell like that fresh tobacco. Yeah. Not burnt tobacco, fresh tobacco. It doesn't smell like a tobacco barn no. in, uh, you know, like uh, Connecticut somewhere. Right. So, but but go ahead. But that's a really yeah. good. That's a really good place. I would hate to see them have to move. That's a it's a it's a yeah, perfectly it, good place to go. But again, it's just a place. It's yeah. not like the actual place is is leaving. It's just relocating. Maybe, maybe yeah. we don't even know that. See, yet. but in my opinion, you know, the uh, the Mardi Gras is like one of those. Those iconic businesses that you would you you can't even imagine them not being there, and thankfully you won't have to anytime soon. But it's like you can't imagine. Like, can you imagine being downtown and not having it? To me, it's as every bit as valid and as historically relevant to say, mm, I don't know, the fort. Historically relevant, but come on, I or mean, the Stonewall. How many, how many other businesses have come and gone throughout the city of Springfield? And you go, oh well. Whatever that building turns into, you'll yeah. always remember it as the old Mardi Gras building. That's what people will refer to it as. That's what they will do. Uh, yeah, you know, because when they, you know, they name it some, they name it after some like prestigious. Uh, oh, it's the, uh, uh, I don't know, um, Buddy Ames Building now in downtown Springfield. Okay, like they named it after somebody famous, right? Yeah, but nobody knows it as the Buddy Ames Building. What was his name? Willie Ames. Willie Ames. His name was Buddy on the show. Yeah. That's what it was. Right. Willie, Willie Ames. Charles in charge. From Eight is Enough. Well, yes, but he was Charles. I was confusing his nickname on, on Charles in charge as Buddy. It, it, it could happen. But, but the, my point being is that whatever they changed the name of the building to, everybody will always remember it as the Mardi Gras building. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, even in the story on Mass Live, they refer to it as uh, the Mardi Gras property. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, for all the people say, well, you know, it's a, it's a gentleman's club. Uh, there are strippers there. There's all kind. You know what? Yeah. That is a classy joint. I don't care what anybody says. That's that. There's a reason they call it a gentleman's club. It's not. They don't call it a drunken slobs club. No. No, they don't. A, it's a it's gentleman. A, it's a gentleman's club. It's sophisticated. Where are all these gentlemen? Who are they? Right. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know when you had when you had, when you had scores blow up a couple of years ago. And I believe uh, City Stage is under re- renovations, right? Not City Stage. Center Stage is under uh, renovations right yeah. now. They're the only. Uh, they're the only game in town. You know, I, it was interesting to hear uh, when we had the owner of the uh, the Magic Lantern on. Um, yes, about a month ago, talking about when they closed that club, and he didn't own it for all the years that it has been in business. He only picked it up buying it like three or four years ago, uh, but. Like that's the that's the kind of thing. Like you have to eventually 
develop it into something else because with all these things like OnlyFans and all these things that the pandemic pretty much forced everybody to do for sex workers, Mm -hmm. if you will, uh, had to go online. And why would you? And he said, why would you need to leave your house if you have all this stuff at your fingertips? Like strip clubs are kind of like a thing going out. I don't know, Steve. I yeah. To me, there's the, there's just something about it that brings you back to a some more simpler time where, for a dollar, a woman will dance in front of you and she'll be happy to pick up that dollar right there off the bar. You I'd know, smell that for a dollar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it'd be a shame to see uh, any of these businesses close. And thankfully, that's not what's being talked about now. Apartments, offices, retail. You have to wonder, okay, who wants to go into that building? It's an enormous building. Yeah, I mean, this is a. I mean, it ain't all strip club and uh, and and cigar bars. I mean, it's there's lots of wide open spaces in that building. Yeah, think about what that could become. Think wow. about how that might change the whole neighborhood. Well, uh, like I said, his intent to redevelop into apartments, office, and retail. I don't see any problem with that. It's actually one of the most accessible parking lots in the city of Springfield. It's actually one of the best parking lots in the city of Springfield. It's the only one gated in. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, like, for example, let's just say yeah. uh, you uh, you were at the 350 Grill and got a little, uh, you know, uh, a little juiced up at the bar. Mm-hmm. It's a very good bar over there. They mix a good one. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden you find yourself uh, having to call an Uber. Oh, yeah. Who wants to do that? I got no problem leaving my car there overnight at all. I'd right. rather do that than leave it on the street. Yeah. And we you know the Springfield Parking Authority is going to charge you no matter how many coins you put into the machine. Well, because you put it in the wrong numbered machine that they messed up themselves. Yeah. Right. See? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm interested to see what they will do with that building. But it doesn't sound like anybody's going to be uh, like out of a job or anything because uh, somebody's taking things over. They're having a meeting with the tenants today. Yeah, an undetermined amount of time. That's cryptic to me. I don't know why. That sounds sounds a little uh, a little weird to put it quite that way. Because they have leases and they think they still have to honor the leases as long as the people have been paying the rent. Yeah, uh, I mean, all I don't along. I, I don't know how so, long these leases are for. I don't know if it's year to year or you know, multi-year leases. I don't know. Well, that might have been the uh, attraction to the sale. Hey, these leases are coming up. You know, I don't know how long. Uh, the leases will be up in September. Yeah. Okay, well, if I buy this now, it'll give me time to, you know, uh, have the tenants move out, and then I can turn this into whatever the hell I want it to. Well, I hope uh, there's relocation, uh, a relocation effort okay. for all of these businesses. I would hate to see uh, the Mardi Gras have to relocate and say, Long Meadow. They should uh, they should turn it into a trampoline park. We need another one of those in the city. Yeah, of we're we're running very low on trampoline parks in the city. You're Tra- right. Trampoline parks and uh, uh, rock climbing walls. We need all that stuff. There should be laser one- tag. That would oh, that's a yeah. fun one. That's right. Or maybe like a like a nail salon. We don't see enough of those around here. No, either. never see a nail salon around here at all. It's seven twenty two with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 727 and Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. It is uh, 26 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, not every uh, person can listen to uh, the Bax and Nagel show live. Sometimes you miss it, you got things going on. But then you can always go to the podcast after the show 
and catch up on things and listen to the show any time of day without all the hassle of commercials or music or any of that other uh, annoying stuff. But uh, available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest, Mike Peters from The Alarm. Really cool interview. You'll be able to hear that on all those platforms, too, including rock102.com. Any uh, complaint about Scott Cohen this morning? Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Always fun to hear Cohen reporting on sporting events that he had happening tonight and at the wrong venues. Oh, my crying out And, I, and he, uh, not the grammar police or anything, but he totally effed that up yesterday. And I said, what did he say? Because uh, I don't listen. I said that to him. I don't yeah, listen. right. He goes, uh, yesterday he said Celtics were hosting Wizards tonight. They played in Washington last night. He probably doesn't even notice either. So, listen, he is a, he's a man in another country right now. <laughs> he can't and be expected to be on top of all of it. Yes. Uh, and and he's, I believe he's in, like, Madrid, isn't he? Isn't he? Like, isn't he posting- Madrid and Portugal. Yeah. He's going through the whole Mediterranean part. Yes. Let me, just, uh, let me just put it to you this way. The vodka in Spain falls mainly on his brain. <laughs> That's you're, truer you're than really true. You really can't ex- expect somebody, uh, you know, a seven-hour time difference to get everything right. No, of course not. Especially it, while you're drinking martinis while you're climbing Machu Picchu. Right. Plus, you've, plus you've got uh, the time zone you know, differences and all that other stuff. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot to lot to ask on a guy. It's uh, 729. we got news next to Rock 102. Here. 732 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A 13-year-old boy has been identified as the victim of a car crash that hit a home on Montgomery Street in Chicopee Saturday morning. The Hamden DA's office has identified the victim as 13-year-old Devante Bird of Holyoke. Uh, Chicopee police conducted a traffic stop around 2.43 a.m. after witnessing the vehicle traveling at a high rate of speed on Broadway Street. As the officer approached the vehicle, the car drove off towards Montgomery Street. The officer lost sight of the vehicle but later observed the vehicle crash into a home on Montgomery Street. The vehicle quickly caught fire and spread to the home. Four people were inside, ages 19, 18, 17, and 13. Three of the passengers were removed from the vehicle and taken to Bay State Medical Center for their injuries. Crews were unable to rescue Bird before the fire got out of control. Joe Lucia, the resident of the house, was hit by the vehicle at the time it crashed into his home. Lucia was taken to Bay State Medical Center for serious injuries. All other individuals inside the home were able to safely get out before the fire destroyed the building. A GoFundMe has been created to help Lucia pay for the recovery, uh, his recovery and his home. Uh, let's see. Ludlow, a traffic stop in Ludlow Saturday night led to the arrest of a Springfield man on multiple drug charges at around 1255 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, Ludlow police stopped a car on Center Street operated by 22-year-old David Vatty of Springfield. Who's your Vatty? <laughs> he was uh, one of the three persons in the car, including a three-year-old child. Upon a further investigation, police learned that Vatty had a, an active warrant for his arrest. During a search of the vehicle, officers found two bundles of heroin, four bags of crack cocaine, 10 baggies of cocaine, approximately 28 bags of marijuana flour, six containers of liquid THC, and over $700,000 in crash. $700. $700. $1,000. $1, I like saying that word thousand in the Rod Roddy voice. Right. But it's so, $700 in cash. All to be won here on The, the Price is, is Right. right. Okay, without uh, going over, what is the uh, approximate cash retail value 
of the crack cocaine. Well, pending a dangerousness hearing, Bob, we're going to see $15,000 in legal fees and prizes. Uh, $5,121. Yeah. Three-year-old in the car. Well, the three-year-old was a lookout. Daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> yeah, he was the look at the three-year-old. Shh, dad. You know, cops are coming. If uh, if he had gone to the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge, he would probably know that uh, a drug deal with a three-year-old in the car yeah. is always seen as a negative. Yeah, that's not, not a good thing. And um, not because they'll talk to the cops. It's just uh, it 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 shows poorly on you. Well, yeah. Does it show poorly on you? I like the idea, though, that the three-year-old is being the lookout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the car gets pulled over at 1 o'clock in the morning, and the three-year-old is like, Dad, if he asks where we're coming from, we're coming from the park. <laughs> we were on the swings at 11. <laughs> if anybody asked what we were doing, okay, son, don't worry about it. And then you imagine, don't tell your mom any of this stuff. You imagine the police yeah. interrogation. All right, we, we'll, we'll give you this whole bag of uh, of goldfish crackers if you can tell us what your dad was doing at three o'clock that afternoon. Puh, I ain't talking to you, coppers. I'm not talking to anybody until I get a lawyer, yeah. a juvenile lawyer. Where's my lawyer? More than uh, 70 dogs were removed from a home of a Plainfield breeder, according to the Mass Department of Agriculture Resources, or MDAR. 76 dogs were removed from the home on Monday after the owner asked for assistance in downsizing. The owner was allowed to keep 10 of the dogs after they are spayed or neutered and vaccinated. Over the last several weeks, the breeder of Chihuahuas and other small breed dogs requested assistance from the local animal rescue organization after becoming overwhelmed. I believe it's pronounced chi, uh, uh, Chihuahua. It's Chihuahua. That's you how sure? you told me how to pronounce it, how to spell it. Now, with such big litters, yeah. would that be a Chihuahua that was the mother? Uh, uh, must have been. <laughs> She's a nice gal, though. <laughs> On Friday. <laughs> but, but yeah, but not, you don't bring home to mama. Yeah, your mother's a chia hoo 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 <laughs> Yeah, well, your father was a cocker <clears throat> spaniel. Yeah. You don't want to know what that was all about. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. On Friday, an inspector was sent to the property with the police chief to assess the scope of the issue. MDAR made arrangements with several licensed animal rescue organizations to ensure there were places for the animals to go. The dogs will be available for adoption after they are spayed or neutered and vaccinated. You know, my dog uh, is, is a wonderful dog. You know, he's uh, but he's a large dog. Okay, I can smell him if he's been in a room, you know, for a long period of time. Yeah. You know, lying on the couch, I can smell him. One dog. Can you imagine sixty dogs in your house? What that house must smell like? It's probably disgusting. I, it has to be. It has to. I realize a breeder has a you know a specific uh, you know business plan in mind, and sometimes the dogs may be separated from the uh, the living quarters of the home. But nevertheless, yeah. that's a stinky joint. Um, yeah, I know. Like, like it's 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 getting that time of year. He get uh, Wally gets his bath. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's probably every four months or so that we give him a nice good scrub down. Sure, but it's been cold out. But now that the weather's getting nicer, we can at least do that during the day and let him outside and let him dry off a little bit when it's when it's warm out. Uh, but yeah, and he stinks. 
So I can, like you said, I can only imagine what it's like with 70 dogs in the house. Dakin, uh, for their part, took in 30 of the dogs on Monday. Executive Director Megan Talbert said that the dogs are healthy and at this time none need to be put down. However, the home was no longer a livable situation. The conditions were not like how we'd uh, like to see for where our loved ones uh, live, and we're glad this homeowner is getting the help that she needs. When it comes down to finding new homes for the dogs, they'll have to learn how to socialize with other humans because they haven't been out of the home much. That's going to be a big problem. Yep. Because it's not like you can have a family of uh, four going, oh, you know, we'll take one of these dogs. Well, if the dog wasn't ever trained or was penned up for a long time and didn't have a lot of room to move, mm-hmm. that's not a dog that's probably going to interact with humans very well. Depending on, Probably you, not. Th- you, there's no way you can give attention to that many dogs. But you know the bad part about, I mean, there's, there's a lot of bad parts about it, but there's, uh, there's another component here. It's like, okay, let's say Dakin takes in 30 dogs, okay? If you have, uh, if you need to give up a dog for adoption or, you know, there may not be any room for other dogs until these dogs have been, uh, you know, dealt with, whether it's, you know, through adoption or otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... There's obviously there's other places to go. There's TJO and other and everything else, but you know, I mean, dude, there are sixty dogs. It's a lot of damn dogs, and as a breeder, I mean, there's ways of being a responsible breeder and ways of not. Sounds to me like this guy's uh, not real responsible. Uh, I will no longer bring any more. I'm at the animal max in my house. Well, you got the dog and uh, the guinea pig. The guinea pig. And the fish. There's a fish. There's a fish, too? Yeah. That's too much. Um, But the fish. Uh, But it's like there's just too much going on. Like the fish was kind of like, okay, we got to remember to feed that every day now and clean the tank and all that other stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And you know what? Uh, surprisingly, kids don't usually do what you ask them to. Yeah, yeah. And then every once in a while, you're the one cleaning all that stuff up. I remember a time when the only one who was eligible or qualified to clean a cat box and a fish tank was yours truly. Yeah. Only me. I was the only person qualified for those those guys. And they're both disgusting. Yeah, they're disgusting jobs. Nobody wants to have those. No. Yeah. And then my kids were like, can we get a cat? And I'm like, what are you, out of your mind? Cat. I'm not getting a cat. I'm getting a cat, please. Uh, oh my God! Was that Pat Oates? Yes. It's like seeing a ghost. <laughs> uh, a captain in the Holyoke Police Department has been placed on administrative leave due to an investigation being done by the department, according to Holyoke Police Captain Matthew Moriarty. An investigation of Captain Captain Manuel Reyes has been opened and is ongoing. He did not disclose the reason for the investigation. This is a personal matter that will receive rigorous, impartial scrutiny that respects the rights of all concerned, said Holyoke Mayor Josh Garcia. I have faith in this process, and I believe it will yield a fair, unambiguous conclusion. Reyes was promoted from uh, lieutenant to captain in February of 2022. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, well, we don't. We have no idea what the what the problem was. Isn't this stuff like public information? Can't they go file like a Freedom of Information Act thing and see what somebody's being charged or put yeah, on what, leave for? But it may, it may not be public information yet. Yeah. Because it's still like an ongoing thing. I but don't know. at some point, someone's going to learn a thing or two. And you got to believe the hard-hitting journalists of 22 News, Western Mass News, and Mass Live, they're going to be all over this story. 
Oh, yeah. All over it. On top of it. For another 25 minutes until some other story comes around. You know, I just read a, a story about another newspaper ad down in Texas. Yeah. Like things seemingly going okay. And then they're all told, hey, by the way, we're closing at the end of the week. But make sure your stories get by get in by yeah. deadline. I know I know we've been going through some rough times, and uh, you know we said uh, maybe uh, a couple of years ago that we might have some issues, uh, and then we didn't tell you about it. But uh, by the way, uh, Friday's your last day. <laughs> Go write us some news now yeah. for the next week. Can you imagine what the quality of work is going to be like that in that newsroom? Who wants to cover the story of everybody here getting unemployed? Me, I'll do it. What a kiss ass that guy is. Uh, if you want to try a real caveman diet. You really can't get much more authentic than this. I used to watch that show with a guy. I don't know. It's not naked and afraid. It was the guy who was like dropped off in the woods and he'd be he'd be eating bugs. Yeah. Oh, look, it's energy. And he'd like put an ant in his mouth and yeah. eat it. Who is it? You remember that show I'm talking I, about? I, I remember the guy. I don't remember the show. Well, a company in Australia that makes lab-grown meat, which is weird, just unveiled the first woolly mammoth meatball. The took they took mammoth uh they took mammoth DNA yeah. and used elephant DNA to fill any gaps. Then they cultured the meat in a lab until they had enough for one mammoth sized meatball, about as big as a cantaloupe. Their goal is for <laughs> lab grown meat to go mainstream so we don't have to get protein from living animals. So it's mostly a publicity stunt. They're not planning on actually selling the woolly mammoth meat, but they should. But how does it taste? No one knows because no one's tried it. It's a protein we haven't eaten for thousands of years. So they're worried about uh, how our immune system might react and haven't let anyone taste it. Uh, we don't normally have regular elephant balls uh, at buffets or uh, restaurants. I can't imagine. So, you, you know, woolly mammoth. Yeah. What's the difference between that and an elephant ball? There's more hair? Yeah, probably a lot more hair. Wait, a there's tusk. a hair in my, in my mammoth balls. There's a lot more tusk. <laughs> that tusk, that kind of tusk. That's where Fleet, that's where uh, Mick Fleetwood came up with that. Yes, song. right. He ate a meatball. He ate a mammoth meatball. <laughs> they also say it's now possible to do. Oddly this. enough, the rest of the band was doing eight balls. So what do you figure about that? Oh, I like meatballs and eight meat balls. Meatballs and eight balls. <laughs> they also say it's now possible to do this with other extinct animals, oh, and they could perfect. even try it with dinosaur meat. I bet you. In the near, not too distant future, you'd have somebody cooking up dinosaur meat, and it would be a Flintstones-themed brontosaurus burger-type thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Isn't that you cool? Could, you could flip over your car if you, if you had that on the, at a drive-up window. I, th I don't think it's uh, ethical to do, but I think it's kind of cool that we can grow meat from a from a animal that's been extinct for 30 million years. That'd be kind of, that's pretty interesting. It's interesting. I'm not sure I want any of it though. You don't want uh, old dinosaur meat? No. No. I'm all, I'm all set. I used to hang out at Mingles a lot. I know what that tastes like. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of 54. Tomorrow sunny with a high of 42. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. You're Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 752.
And Queen with David Bowie in Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 54 today. Sunny and a high of 42 tomorrow. It's 26 in downtown Springfield. Starting on uh, Monday, you can purchase the Rock 102 Golf Club. It's back, and it's all brought to you by the Swing Oil, Swing Oil Beer Company. Get 11 rounds of golf to some of the area's nicest courses like Keeney Park, uh, the Ledges, Wyckoff, Brattleboro, and a lot more for only $199. That's less than 20 bucks a round. That's a real good deal for golf. Get one for you or for a friend. Makes a great gift for any golfer. It's the Rock 102 Golf Club, uh, presented by Swing Oil Beer Company. Goes on sale Monday on rock102.com. Well, you heard that. Now hear this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. All right. All right. All, all right. right. Okay. I got these uh, little clips here. Uh, all right. This uh, man uh, used a tracking device to find his missing luggage in the Atlanta airport. The device took Jamil Reed straight to the suspect, Craig Nelson, who was literally wearing the clothes taken out of his luggage. Here is Jamil Reed talking about finding his stolen I'm stuff. Going to baggage claim and all that. I'm trying to look for my luggage. Stand there for like. 30-some minutes or so, not seeing it. Eventually, I pulled my phone out because I have an air tag in my luggage. After I seen that, it was not in the airport. It was actually in Grady. This silver one right here, I have a tracking device in here, and I tracked it here to you. And you have my shirt on. That's insane. My shirt and my jeans. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> weird. What are the odds that they have the same size? You, We shop at the same store. Yeah, we have a, we're like twinsies. Yeah. yeah, that's all my stuff too. Man, I wish I could hope I find the guy who ever took all that stuff yeah. from me. My my luck it'd be it'd be stuff that's all like three sizes too small. I'm gonna do this the next time I fly. Put one of those air tags in. I'd really I'm curious to see where the thing goes. Like, you know, sometimes you're like if you're taking connecting flights, sometimes your bag doesn't always go with you. Yeah, goes, it, it goes, goes on another flight. Right, because it might be going there quicker or whatever. And they, it, there's a whole, everybody, what, however you think the airline works, it doesn't really work that way. There's so many moving parts to that thing. So, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, here is a video of a groom saying his wedding vows that has racked up over 18 million views on TikTok, but not because he's like tender and loving like a lot of those videos get. He's so focused on bedroom activities that it's embarrassing and kind of cringy. By the way, his mom is the officiant. Uh, even she was shocked. Only two things are required to keep me happy. Keep my belly full and my b**** empty. <laughs> well, you're amazing at half of it. We really need to get you some cooking lessons. <laughs> even when my belly isn't full, there is no one I could ever love more in this lifetime unless I actually get a chance to meet Margot Robbie. Since the beginning, I was always told life gets even better when the kids fall asleep and you tell me to come to the bedroom. <laughs> Nothing's better than the sound of gagging and headboard slamming. Michael. Oh, my God. Yeah, since you're so good at making decisions like Mary and me, you can choose whether tonight's going to end with being a toaster, strudel, or a Twinkie. <laughs> good Lord. This is saying this in front of his mother. Mom, I will deal with him later. He is grounded by all means. No. Yeah, dude, uh, listen, uh, you might want to get a divorce lawyer on speed dial because this yeah. is going to go very, very quickly. It took me a second to kind of picture that toaster strudel versus the Twinkie thing, but I got it yeah, pretty not, quickly. Yeah, I got it. It doesn't take you very long. I got it. <laughs> you know they have those chocolate dip Twinkies now? <laughs> <laughs> Here's another clip. Uh, Beezin, a popular trend from a decade ago, is back on TikTok, and doctors are warning against it. People are putting Burt's Bees lip balm under their eyes and claiming it gets them high. 
enhances the, enhances the effects of alcohol and helps them stay awake for partying and studying. Here is Dr. Brick Coffin talking about some of the negative effects this can do to you. The peppermint oil in the, in the lip balm is a very strong irritant and can cause inflammation in the eye, redness of the eye, swelling. And uh, they get a real big buzz. Yeah, but your, your eyelids are nice and glossy. <laughs> yeah, right. Who's, who thinks of this stuff? Who decides that? And how does it become so popular that other people do it yeah. knowing that this is probably the stupidest thing you could possibly do to yourself? Well, how high do you have to be to be able to determine that putting Burt's Bees under your eyes makes you high? That's what it is. It's it's somebody who goes, hey, man, you know, this beer gives you 10 times more of the effect if you put lip balm on your eyelids. Yeah, well, so are the five shots you had before you started opening up the Burt's Bees. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't have time for these people. Yeah, I'm, not, and, I'm not buying it. And one last clip uh, here. Why was uh, Black Sabbath bassist uh, Geezer Butler at the Taylor Swift show in Las Vegas? I don't know. Because he has grandkids, of course, and he has enough money to buy a ticket to a Taylor Swift show. <laughs> and it didn't stop uh, Geezer from doing a collab with Swift. I like that. Get out of here. I like it a lot. This is they actually collaborated this or this is some sort of weird mashup no, thing. No, I'm just pulling your leg. This is actually a mashup from a YouTube clip called Taylor Swift versus Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath wins, as far as I'm concerned. What are you talking about? That's a great little mashup they got going there. <laughs> you don't appreciate good music when you hear it. <laughs> You're absolutely yeah, right. I bet you'll never have that on your little fun bag show. Not a chance. Yeah. Well, anyway. Comedian Pat Oates is coming uh, here into the studio and hasn't been in here in at least four years. And uh, we will talk with him coming up after 8 o'clock at 7.58. And that was Now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Two great tastes that taste great together. Chocolate and peanut butter. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's four-step. Four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I suppose on paper, I'm doing pretty good financially. Sure, I have loads of personal debt and obligations, and sure, there are some days I'm living paycheck to paycheck, barely making enough to get by. But at the end of the day, there's food on my table, and my utility bills are being paid largely in full. And although I'm not exactly the jealous sort, you know, the kind that's obsessively fueled by insurmountable envy, I cannot help but notice that compared to some, I'm not making jack squat. For example, yesterday Forbes magazine, which I can no longer afford to subscribe to, released a story about who will be the highest paid players this year in baseball. Uh, This list not only included contractual obligations, but also included endorsement deals as well. You know, such as Rocky's Ace Hardware, Dunkin' Donuts, and FanDuel. And topping the list this year in 2023 is Shohei Otani of the Los Angeles Angels. According to Forbes, Otani will be breaking $30 $30 million from his one-year contract extension from the team, but he's also expected to make $35 million in endorsements this year, too. That's a grand total of $65 million. That's $5.7 million more than the guy who came in second place, Mets pitcher Max Scherzer, who's only going to make $59.3 million this season. 
So how does this break down in the real world? Well, based upon my rock-solid calculations and based upon the bi-weekly standard of 23 regular paychecks, including endorsements, that means that Shohai can expect to draw $2,826,086 per paycheck. That works out to approximately $1.4 million per week. And if we're basing his paycheck on a 40-hour workweek schedule, then the guy is about to make $35,326 per hour. Now, I don't know about you, but I would have to come, uh, I, I would have to be dropping product names and doing endorsements every 3.6 seconds to come anywhere near this guy financially. And even that's a flimsy estimate. And while I'm not going to sit here and consume myself with envy and spite, I am going to have to get cracking on those, en- on those endorsements. And they begin now. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Four steps to a healthy lawn, go to Rocky's. Get Scott's four-step, apply it early, late spring, mid-summer, and fall. It's almost time for step one. And Scott's four-step happens to be only 100 bucks right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware with your Ace Rewards card. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today <clears throat> with a high of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 42. 26 right now in downtown Springfield. It is uh, absolutely hard to believe that it's been, it's actually been four years since he's been in the studios. Comedian Pat Oates is here. Good to see you. Great seeing you guys. I was just oh. saying to Steve that it was, um, I think last time I saw you, Bax, was at the live show where Jackie the Joke Man was there. Yep, that was 2019. Can you imagine that was four years ago? My son came with me, and I made him take a picture with him, and he goes, who's this grandpa I'm taking a picture with? I'm like, it's your grandpa. You've never (laughs) met him. You know what, though? One day it'll hit him going, oh, yeah, this guy was kind of famous at the time. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think you know, he, I don't think he'll hit like what my son looks at. I don't think he'll be in a TikTok unless he dies. Well, you never know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. A, a lot more people have uh, come back in, you know, wild popularity because of viral videos. If, if there becomes like a virtual Jackie the Joke Man, yeah. like <laughs> hologram man, yeah, then maybe that's about it. So uh, I was looking on uh, your Facebook. You got a brand new comedy record out. I do, and um, it came about because during. I don't know if you guys know this. We got we all got put in timeout a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of wacky there. Um, I, I couldn't get any gigs. I mean, all my gigs were gone. Everything was canceled. This is how I pay my bills, and I had nothing. And a buddy of mine got me a job at a retail store, and I had to start working there. And I stopped really doing comedy. And I got like me being the jerk who can't talk to people. My personality worked in a white trash setting. So like. <laughs> I kept getting moved up. I I got moved from a temporary to assistant store manager a year and a half, but started doing comedy again, kind of once in a while, but then got fired for making the jokes about that. So when I got fired in May, I was like, I want to jump back into comedy. So about June or July, I started writing jokes. And then by September, I was like, I have an hour. That's all about the the retail stuff and other things that happened. So I reached out and a a label hit me up on Cancelable Records. And they were like, we'd like to do it. And boom, next thing I know, it's on Sirius. Uncancelable Uncancelable records. records. Okay. (laughs) With the world being the way it is, (laughs) these guys were like, no, be you. Like, what I really love about uh, hilarious comedian Aaron Berg, he travels all over and stuff like that. He he runs this company as well. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And we recorded it in February. It just debuted on Sirius XM. It's going to be available to everybody in a month. The pre orders are now. That's awesome. They have a feeling it's going to be number one on iTunes. So it's pretty cool that came from this, like, just, you know, know, COVID was cool for me. Like, I like COVID. And I feel like uh, it worked (laughs) out for you. Some people, not so much. And I feel like here we are. Knowing you when you were absolutely nothing. 
Yeah. Still now look at you. <laughs> still here. Still available. So they actually, the, the, this retail outlet actually fired you for making jokes about working for a retail. I mean, you, talk about like your know, brand promotion. This yes. would have been perfect for them. Um, I wouldn't call it promotion, what well, I was okay. saying. Um, but it was, I signed something that said that. They've never had to deal with anyone who had a chance to speak, you know, in public before while working retail. But I... Kind of new going in, but everyone embraced it. Like everywhere I worked there, the managers were like, "Yeah, it's funny." Like some of the, I even started doing a separate podcast during COVID about retail stores and just working there right. and had people on. And my manager wanted to come on. I just didn't have him on yet. But then he didn't defend me when they fired me for talking about it. So everyone knew it was just a way to get out of trouble. I mean, listen, no one listens to my podcast. No one ever, no one who's listened to my podcast also shops at the store in Derby, Connecticut I was at. Yeah. So like, obviously <laughs> someone who like probably used to date me called up and said, this guy's saying stuff and then got me fired. It's some kind of conspiracy, but it was the best thing that could have ever happened. And if you, it, I can talk all about it on the album. So you hear the name of the place. And everything. Oh, okay. So you can't talk about it here on the air. Oh, I can. It. It's big lots. It just ruins the Joke. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> See, I already pre-ordered the album, so I... I, I no, I'm there's a plenty other anyway. joke, but yeah. yeah can right. you look I cancel at the, that order, by the way? You, no, no wait, like Big Lots, you cannot. Yeah. Just no refunds. <laughs> but no, even though the, I, I was going to do the... Uh, the to cover the the title was going to be in Big Lots font, and they're like too much. So it's too close. Yeah, when you look yeah. at it now, yeah. it's it's a cartoon me in a retail store standing there, but it's close. But no, it's, I always tell people it's like if Walmart got divorced and lost half its stuff. That's what Big Lots is. You know what I mean? So that's the stepdad of the. Uh, of the that's right, actually the part of the world. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, I think your jokes already. No, but it was it was cool that they helped me out when they did. But it's also been fun to be able to just come back out and not care. And it was really awesome. My first two albums. I had to put out myself. I had to believe in me. It's cool that someone else did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's nice. And it's starting to get me other stuff too. Yeah, I'm about to die. But it'll be cool that the album comes out at a nice age of a thousand and do that. So that's right, awesome. We, we have some snacks you can take with you to survive for the next couple of days. Like, would you have so. Werther's Originals? I'll need that. Actually, oh. you know what? Actually, oh, we have. Uh, Wait, is that in the 102 budget? Yeah, this was, you uh, guys have changed in no, four no, years. No, 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 we <laughs> haven't. Trust me, we haven't. This is this is this was gifted. Us. This is gifted from the Hawkman, the uh, the handicapped Copico? guy. Remember, remember, you know the guy uh, Steve Hawk, the, the guy yes. in, the, in the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. This is the guy that uh, he he sent me a bunch of these. Which I, I always I, like these. I always appreciate like, him. Would you like one now? No, they're actually very good. It's a, it's a, like an espresso it's flavored like an espresso, candy. Yeah, it's an espresso. not trying to be a jerk. But did he eat this and then get in the wheelchair? No, he no. did not. Right. No, 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 no. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, like they're delicious. I, I was Steve was always supportive when I was yeah. here. Steve Hawk, yeah. he's great. But I yeah. think it's funny. He's named after a thing that soars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like thirty five sure cups of coffee. There's too. like thirty five cups of coffee in every uh, in every candy. Yeah. <laughs> I already have three cups here. <laughs> and my sores, not S O R E S, which he probably has from sitting there that long. But oh like, my god! The other <laughs> See why I got fired? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how I talk yeah, to people. I don't people. know why you haven't been invited back to the big lots yet no. for, the for a show. Yeah. <laughs> But you are doing big rooms. You were telling yeah. us you're going to be at uh, Mohegan? All weekend long, I'll be at Mohegan. I'm opening for, I don't know, two people. I don't know who they are. Um, <laughs> over the weekend. I'm sure they're great. Um, and then I'm Sunday, I'm headlining there. So uh, I'll be there Thursday through Sunday. So performing during the day and then at 2 in the morning, drinking coffee and watching people cry as they lose money. It's my favorite thing to do in casinos. <laughs> yeah, that's got to that's be, uh, you, you see all the behind the scenes stuff after the show's over. You're the one sitting there. You're drinking your coffee, and you're watching some guy put his last $5 into a machine and yeah. realizing, man, I should have quit $500 I was say, ago. man, I wish I had $5. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, 
Where would he be if he had just peeled himself away long enough to watch a comedy show? Yep. Yeah. That, that's the guy I'm opening for. <laughs> I mean, essentially, you are gambling being a comedian. Yeah, yeah I guess. Right, yeah. Especially being a straight white male now. That's a gamble. Like, you know, it's like, who wants to hear my thoughts anymore? Remember when we used to have all the thoughts? It was great. Anyway, um, <laughs> those were the days. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I think there's a, you know, with the comedians that have come out and, and spoken out about this stuff now, I think it's kind of like leveling out a little bit. I don't no, think no. it's not as, as not as cancely as it used to be. It never was in the clubs. It only was online. And that's the thing. People got scared of an online presence, but morons without necks don't go to clubs. So, like, when they're just sitting there in front of their TV, their, their computer monitor, yelling at people, they're just the lifeguards of the internet. They don't go out. So, people in the clubs were still laughing at everything. Yeah. It was just the fear of being canceled online. But thank goodness I have no online presence and I stink. It, it, so, it doesn't hurt me. And that's the thing I've noticed. You really got to step away from the social media and go, you know what? There are enough people out there that are going to try to ruin this for me. Yep. But if I can go continue to just do my job the way I do it in the club, you still got the fans. You still got people who want to come out and see you. I left. I left Twitter a year ago, and I've been sleeping better. And I'm kidding because it was just so angry to look at it every day that you'd mm -hmm. get angry. And I'm like, that's not how people talk to each other. I'm, I, I go on Instagram just to put up pictures of stuff. Facebook is where people I know. I've streamed it down from like you know all the friends you could have to two thousand friends. I make the news feed just things I like, and it's like, oh, I'm using the yeah. internet the right way. Yeah. And if you want to come see my show, great. But you can see me be an idiot live. Why I have to read it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, there, but there is, I mean, a level of self-promotion that that's good for a guy like you with yeah. with, with with social media. I mean, I'm no, I'm no hype. It's way better that way. You know, like I, I would, you don't want to like. I'm not Will Chamberlain. I'm not going to come in and go, guess what I'm packing. I, I don't want that <laughs> hype. I want you just to go. I'm pleasantly surprised. Like that's it. Like you know, what I, mean? yeah. I had no expectations, and then here he is. Let the clubs promote me. I don't need to do it. Well, I, don't you want to make more money and? Uh, I wouldn't know what to do. And do, do. I wouldn't know what stuff? to do if I could afford things. I, I think it would be <laughs> it'd be crazy. I mean, you, here here's what I've noticed is what you have to do is kind of have like the clean portion of the act as a Facebook reel or one. You know, you see all this crowd work clips that people oh, are doing, so or you're dumb. seeing it. You know, just isolated jokes from one comedian and. It, you know, these things are racking up thousands of views on there. Yeah, and four but people are going to the club. But that's all you need to do. But 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 it's promotion. You're you're promoting the these people are promoting themselves. You should get into that. I don't know. When I go to do when you go to a show now, like Steve, you and I used to do mics years ago, mm -hmm. maybe a guy or two would bring a camera to record his set. Every five minute comic has a camera, a tripod, everything is set up, and they're not even working on material. They're literally just trying to get fake crowd work bits or these stuff. It's like, but then they don't get booked because they've not built an act. I'm rather yeah, just work see. on my act. When I go there and I perform, you watch me do an hour, you're going to leave laughing. You're going to follow me. You're going to come. That's what I've been building my base that way. Yeah. yeah and in fairness, I mean, it's been a while since I've, uh, I've seen you. I think the last time I saw you was at, uh, at, the, uh, at the teletheater. Yeah, a long, a long time ago, and and it was a, it was a great set. I mean, you you obviously are the kind of guy that does work on the set. It's not like you got like you say you got five minutes and that's all you do, and you perfected five minutes, but you never really thought about what could I possibly do for another forty five. 
Right. Yeah. And that, or even care about that. Why would I have to do 45? I can just do 20 and have five of my friends do it. And it's like all guys, you know, from the soup channel or whatever on YouTube. <laughs> and we all do soup bits. It's like, all right. And if that's what the world wants. Fine. I'm not supposed to be in this world anyway. I'm fine with it. I'm just happy being me and doing this. And it's cool that when the album came out and debuted, all the feedback I got, people liked it. And it started and people are like, oh, yeah, you can just be funny and do well, too. So where can you get this album? Right you now? can um, right now pre-order it. Anywhere on like it's available uh, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, you, wherever you can listen, it's there. I I have sent you a link so you guys can put on your social media stuff. It's one of those dumb like link tree eighty five link things, whatever. Yep. But in a month, then if if you're poor like me, in a month it'll be available free everywhere, Pandora, all that stuff. But right now we have a good chance of making it number one on iTunes. It's looking like it could hit there. So if people wow. buy it on iTunes, buy it there. I can hit number one, and then I can have wow. a crip. I can have a credit for one week. Like he was number one for an hour on iTunes. Like that's my big credit. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna. I already pre-ordered it. Uh, well, you try to get it back during this interview. Well, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get all the material out of you that we can, so I can don't have to listen yeah. to the album. We'll, we'll yeah. squeeze you dry on the yeah. next uh, 45 minutes. Absolutely. Ooh, I'll hey, pay for that. That's the one go. thing I'll pay for. <laughs> <laughs> Comedian Pat Oates is in the studio. We'll have more with him uh, throughout the hour. It's eight twenty. On Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from 2. 835 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, you know, I love this time of year. Spring time of year when many things change, including the weather. Temperatures can swing back and forth between balmy and frigid. Sunny days may be followed by a week of stormy weather. Sometimes extreme weather changes can occur even within the same day. You know what that means? No. It's also bomb threat season over at Palmer High School. All right. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Great hey, uh, to have you re- back. Re- here, yeah, we're back again. Uh, <laughs> a reported incident at Palmer High School led to a lockdown and then and, and at nearby Pathfinder Regional Vocational Technical High School. According to Palmer Police, dispatchers received a call around 11, 10 a.m. from a man claiming a person was inside the Palmer High School building, quote, shooting people. The caller also claimed a number of people had already been shot. Palmer High School and Old Mill Pond were placed on lockdown while police searched the high school. Pathfinder Region was also put in a shelter in place. Two schools are just four minutes away from each other, Palmer High School on Main Street and Pathfinder is on Sykes Street. Uh, Palmer Police found no threat inside the school and determined that the call to be a swatting incident. Officers will remain, uh, or did remain on the campus for the remainder of the day. Several Massachusetts schools received threats Tuesday including in Springfield at Central High School, Northampton, Great Barrington, Greenfield, Pittsfield, North Adams, and Foxborough. All right. You know what? Honestly, the timing for these kinds of things could not be worse. Yeah. I mean, you already had a you know, situation in, in Nashville. You know, the idea that someone is going to phony up these kinds of threats is, uh, is pretty damn ill. It is pretty ill, but it's been going on for years. Like, this isn't the first time this has happened at Palmer High School. This remember that year it was like 2018 or yeah. 2019 where like, they had like uh, like two or three a day they were going at. Yeah, but and, you take this month off. You know what I mean? With everything happening here, yeah, there's uh, another dumb prank you can do. Yeah, there's other. You know what? D- put you put the plastic wrap on a toilet. You know, yeah, like, old key, school. Key, key a door closed. Those yeah. are good gags. Or plastic wrap in the doorway. Yeah, when you that's do a real good tight one too. And you walk through like a fly. Yeah, that's good stuff. Right. Borrow one of your dad's uh, record albums and put shaving cream, slip it under the door, stomp on it. That's a good gag. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a, a good gag. Yeah. But this kind of this kind of foolishness is not funny, and it's just and it's wickedly disturbing. Actually, like get in your time machine, go to Blockbuster Video, have a malted, and do your jokes. That's <laughs> what I'm doing, man. Just do your thing. That's it. 
Hey, uh, traffic stop in Ludlow Saturday night led to the arrest of a Springfield man on multiple drug charges at around 12.55 a.m. Uh, Ludlow police stopped a car on Center Street operated by 22-year-old David Vatty of Springfield. He was one of three persons in the car, including a three-year-old child. Upon a further investigation, police learned that Vatty had an active warrant for his arrest during a search of the vehicle. Officers found two bundles of heroin, four bags of crack, ten bags of crack cocaine, approximately 28 bags of marijuana flour, six containers of liquid THC, and over $700 in cash, all to be won here on the Ludlow Traffic Stop. And the estimated retail value of defending yourself in court? $15,000. Bob, take it away. I would like to go with uh, three to five years in a, in a minimum That's security it? prison. You won both showcase shutouts. <laughs> Wait, only three to five? You got a three-year-old in the car. Well, yeah, I know, but... Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure... We're, was it three-year-old to five-year-old? That's what you have to have it with you. <laughs> we, we just wing our sentences. We don't really know what they actually are. I'm sure it's probably much worse. I don't know why it's multiple drug charges. Well, I think if you just have drugs, it should be drugs. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be for each drug. Well, you do it. You do it because if they get uh, if they get exonerated on one charge, there's another charge to charge them with. Yeah, you know, so it's they they don't just throw like one charge at you. They want everything at you. Plus the reckless endangerment of a child. Right? How do you know that kid's not working the scam with you? Yeah, that kid could also be on multiple drugs. Yes, of course. Yeah, or, the, or or a lookout. Maybe the kid came up with the idea for yeah. the whole a, thing. Yeah, the a, kid's the mastermind yeah. of this whole family. Adorable baby black tar heroin. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and, me, and meth sounds yeah. like you're missing teeth anyway. Like, oh, yeah. I have meth. That's yeah, cute. I've never seen the... Uh, <laughs> Quack cocaine. My first Narcan kit. That's yeah, the, right. That's By play one. school. Yeah, when your dad passes out, you can just give him the Narcan and wake him back up. You're playing again in a few hours. I got my Wunchable at the Methadone Clinic. Uh, more than <laughs> 70 dogs were removed from a home in Plainfield. According to the Massachusetts Department of Agriculture Resources, 76 dogs were removed from the home on Monday after the owner asked for assistance in downsizing. Is that what you're like standing there in the middle of the thing and you got 70 dogs running around going... I might need a little help. I might need to hire a dog walker or two <laughs> for like, 70 uh, dogs. Listen, o- until you get to 76, don't call us. <laughs> the owner was allowed to keep 10 of the dogs after they are spayed or neutered and oh. vaccinated. Wow. How do you make that call? Well, they, you the 10 the, you keep? You pick the 10 best and you let the other ones go. <laughs> so sad. You know, so many sad puppy faces. Like, oh. Yeah, right. Yeah. Over the last several weeks, the breeder of Chihuahuas and other small breed dogs requested assistance from a local animal rescue organization after becoming overwhelmed. On Friday, an inspector was sent to the property with the police chief to inspect the scope of the issue. MDAR made arrangements with several licensed animal rescue organizations to ensure there were uh, there were places to, for the animals to go. The dogs will be available for adoption after they are spayed, neutered, and vaccinated. You know what, Pat? If if I were one of the sixty that wasn't chosen, yeah. after being in a house with with seventy dogs, I'd be happy to go. Where are you going though? Anywhere. Take oh. take me anywhere. Yeah, maybe a certain like takeout place. You don't want to go there. You know no, I mean? like, you don't. But, but but you but yeah, one more day in a house full of seventy dogs. That's more than enough. Who released them? Uh, in other words, who let the dogs out? Who? 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 <laughs> yeah, who? I could do radio stuff. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> you could. You're like a, like a five star <laughs> DJ right here. Uh, the well-known Chinese restaurant Debbie Wong and Ware announced Monday they are closed until further notice. <laughs> The uh, restaurant posted on its uh, social media. Settle down, Pat. Settle down. It's a separate thing, I yeah. swear. The restaurant uh, posted on it. We need to have that laugh throughout the entire <laughs> news. 
The restaurant posted on its social media page Monday saying, Sorry to our loyal customers, we are closed until further notice. According to a sign posted on the front door of the business, the property has been seized for non-payment of taxes and is now property of the state. Which I said before, I'd love to see, like, uh, you know, the state take over and start running a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, you get to Maura, Governor Maura Healy. Here's yeah. an apron. You start c- chopping up the bok choy, and then uh, who's, who's the lieutenant governor? Uh, yeah, that, that other lady. That Mal? other lady. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah the other lady, and uh, you, you get her, and they, yeah. she can make the egg rolls. I'm telling you, you put people to work. You get this place back in order. You 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 have you have control of the property now. According to the affidavit, the business has received several notices from the uh, Commissioner of Revenue in 2021, 2022, and 2023 about paying their taxes. So, Yeah, that's kind of important. Yeah. To pay the taxes. Yeah, there's so many jokes you could tell, but no. none of them none of them you can get away with. Yeah, they're all Wong. Oh, dude. Oh, there man. You go. There, there you go. go. See, radio. Is, somebody already said that on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. You said Chi Hu Hu. I'm a right here. I heard it again, so well, that's, that's fine. Just, that, that's how you pronounce that's it. That's how you pronounce <laughs> it. I know. It's, <laughs> a, it's a tiny dog with a big name. Yeah. Right? Uh, you're playing. <laughs> All right, so Pat Oates, uh, you got to wrap this up because we got to uh, we got to move on to another. You've guest. got better things. We do I understand do. much better things. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, your comedy album. Yeah, you, and you guys will have uh, it linked up on yeah. your social media. We'll up. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram. I'll have it linked up there as well. And I'll be at Mohegan Sun all weekend long. So come on out, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Great Pat, to see you. Again. Good to see you, buddy. It's uh, thirty in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah, three hundred dollars. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 848 and Brian Adams with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, you know, I'm on that uh, that Peloton thing, right? Doing that, Been doing that Peloton thing. For yes. 13 weeks strong now. And now I'm ready to go show off my stuff in public this Sunday, April 2nd. Uh, and the the uh, yeah the uh, the ride to remember is coming up in uh, September, but Sunday is a big fundraiser. To talk about it is uh, Chris Allard. It's good to see you. Great to see you guys too. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Uh, are you going to spin too? I'm I'm an instructor. You're an instructor. So, yes, oh. for the for the YMCA. So now, the YMCA is donating space and the bikes for this. When when you're an instructor in, in spinning, do you just tell people to spin faster? Is that the, is <laughs> that what you climbs, need to do? You got you got speed, Steve. If you're a, a Peloton guy, you know mm-hmm. how how it works. Oh, you're yeah, cranking up the tension. Output, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so, but you know what? I would really encourage people to come this Sunday. Is we're calling it the Inside Ride. It's a fundraiser to support the Ride to Remember and the charities that the Ride to Remember supports. So. <laughs> It's um you know it's gonna be a great opportunity uh if if you're an avid cyclist a spinner it mm-hmm. would be great but if you just want to come and pedal and support a great cause you can just pedal along listen to some fun music right and, now typically when we when we we talk to you you're from your square one square one is among the other organizations that benefits from the ride to remember tell us a little bit about the other uh, you, you talked about some of the other things that the, the ride to remember does tell us a bit about that so the ride to remember is um you know an event that honors um and celebrates our first responders police officers firefighters this year paying uh paying special attention to corrections officers and emts but what people don't always know is that this ride also benefits organizations like christina's house and square one organizations that that um, align with the uh, the mission of our, 
our first responders, keeping our community safe and long-term health of the community. So yeah. um, that's really kind of where my role at, at Square One fits in uh, with the ride. The Ride to Remember is something that my husband and I have done for years and years. It's uh, it's a great cause, um, and it's it's a fantastic event. Um, so is is this like a competition kind of thing going on here? I was just uh, said, hey, do you want to do you want to ride? And I'm like, yeah, I want to ride. But is it like a am I competing with other people? No, you're just there and to have fun. Just ride Thirty five dollars. You register um, through the there's a Facebook page set up for Ride to Remember Springfield. All the information for Sunday's inside ride is there. Um, T-shirt. Some great food. Uh, buddy Leon over at Frankie and Johnny's is donating some pizza. Um, so we'll have a great time. Um, no, no competition at all. It's just really there to, to, to support the cause, raise a little money, get a nice T-shirt. Who doesn't cool. love a good event I like a good T-shirt, right? yeah. yeah. So if you go, Steve, yeah. okay, you, you can't be uh, trying to get into everyone's face and insulting people. you got to be, you know, you got to... You know, you gotta be uh, you gotta be a decent person while you're there. Well, I'm not an instructor. I'm a writer. <laughs> I, I'm being told what to do. I figured, hey, with a room full of cops, you'd have somebody telling you what to do. You know, right. like, hey, pedal faster there, Nagel. You're gonna get that speeding ticket. But with with this, it's it's not just you know cops who are who are uh, who are doing the inside ride. I mean, it's it's anybody. That's Anybody right. can, can sign up and be a part of it. Absolutely. So it's a lot of folks who do ride the Ride to Remember every year, which is on September 9th, and new people. So that was really our idea with this. Let's bring in some folks who like to, to spin inside. It's a great opportunity to support the cause. I'll also add that John Delaney, who you guys know, um, is the, the founder of, of this um, special event. He has decided that folks who show up on Sunday, pay the $35 registration fee to spin, will also have the option to sign up for the actual ride taking place in September for an additional $35. That's like a really huge discount. Um, I mean, I remember the first year I did Ride to Remember way back when, it was like $300 to, to sign up. So yeah. to sign up for an extra $35, that's, that's a good deal. really good deal. Yeah, And you know, this thing has grown you know, considerably since the early days when, you know, they, and I can't remember how many years it's been. This will be the 11th year. The 11th year. Yeah. But, you know, back then it was just a couple hundred riders. Yep. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, tons of riders going, you know, going on this thing. And and it's changed from year to year, too. So, um, you know, in the beginning it was a ride out to Boston. Then you hopped on a, a bus and, and came back. Um, so it was like 100 plus miles to, to ride out to Boston. Then um, one year it was um, Worcester and back. Um, which again was, I think that year was probably about 110 miles or so. And now they've changed it to the route is all around Western Mass, um, which is a lot of fun. It's also significantly fewer miles too. Mm. So I think this year's route, um, if I'm remembering correctly, is about 60 to 65 miles. Wouldn't it be easier if you just uh, you know, biked around Court Square two or three times? and <laughs> Just in circles? Yeah, that's it. In circles. That's yeah. it. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. He, he's more concerned about only going halfway around the block. Oh, yeah. More, See, yeah. I, I, was, uh, I, I never did the ride because I was always in the impression if you did the 100-mile you know, bike to Boston, you got to get back that and you get bike and drive 100 no. miles back. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's definitely not the case. The other nice thing is if you don't want to do the whole thing, there are buses that you can check out anytime you want. So you get into, um, you know... 10 miles or the first rest stop, second rest stop. This ride is so, it is a well-oiled machine. It is so well-organized. Um, and again, there's coach bus that that follows the the whole 
group of riders. Um, so you can tap out at any time you want if you're feeling tired and you don't want to finish or you go into it thinking, ah, I just want to do 25 miles or so I'm going to go to the second rest stop and, and, and hop hop on the bike. So they really, the you know, the organizers really do a great job of, of setting this up so it's convenient for riders at all levels. This oh, is uh, awesome. Chris Allard in the, uh, the studio with us from, uh, from Square One. There are three uh, time slots yep. for uh, for Sunday. And again, this is happening at the Scanic Valley YMCA in Wilbraham on uh, Post Office Park uh, in Wilbraham. What are, what are the three the three slots? So noon to 12.45, 1 to 1.45, and 2 to 2.45. So when you fill out the form, you can select your, the, um, your preference, and we're doing our best to make sure everybody gets their first choice. And if anybody wants to participate, what should they do? They can go out to um, Facebook, go to the Ride to Remember Springfield, all the information is there. Or shoot me an email, uh, chrisallard at charter.net. It's K-R-I-S-A-L-L-A-R-D at charter.net. Just like it sounds. And yeah. if you sign up, you can ride with me on Sunday, awesome. which is going to be awesome. That's going yeah. to be great. And you'll ride with me. I am actually instructing the first and third <laughs> segments. Um, my buddy Sean Mitchell, who's another instructor from the YMCA, is doing the second um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll play good music. You'll get through that 45 minutes in no time. Looking forward to it. Very good. The inside ride this Sunday from uh, from noon until 2.45, right? Got it. You got it. Very good, Chris Howard. Good to see you. Great to see you Thank guys. You. Thanks. 8.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.